No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. recommended drink is cheap box wine tonight's recommended snack land brand no name crackers this is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on d live i'm your host boogie bumper hopefully for the next couple of hours or so we'll see how we go thank you for joining us as always ladies and gentlemen so much to get through so little time trust me you're going to need your wine and crackers uh daily boogie kit tonight because i'm going to take you down a stroll a stroll down memberberry lane juicy, succulent member berry pie, hot, steaming, full of that gooey, offended goodness that you've come to know and love here on this program. So I'm very much looking forward to that. This is going to be an experience for my American brothers and sisters. Ring uh, the bell and get you your cheese, sub. man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Jesse. This is going to be an experience for my American brothers and sisters. What, I'm, what we're going to do tonight together as a collective... It's going to be orgiastic. It's going to be orgasmic. It's going to be euphoric, man. Trust me. You're going to love this. Tonight, you are going to get a slice of Australiana direct to your direct to your screen, and you're, ne- you're never going to forget it. <laughs> I'll explain as we go. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you'd like to tell me about how delicious the member berry pie is, and you can do so by following me on Twitter. Pardon me. Oh, I had to get that one out. God, I hate it when you when you get gassy just before you turn the mic on, and then it's sitting there like an itch you need to scratch. So, are we finally going back? Are they fighting? Are they finally going back? No, no. It's going to be so much better. Trust me. You really, you will enjoy this. So much to get through, so little time. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, then of course the preferred method is dlive.tv slash boogie bumper, or you can hit the link in that corner that over there, uh, over there, in that corner of the screen, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. Before we get too far down the road, though, breaking fucking news here on the Daily Boogie broadcast. Have a look at this. This was shared to me by Fascist Hippie when memes become reality. Holy shit, look at this. This is the front page of Queensland's biggest newspaper, which is the sister newspaper to the biggest newspaper in the country, that being the Sydney Daily Telegraph. This is the Courier Mail. Cops look for evidence of dancing. Blame it on the boogie. We're making the front page, guys. (laughs) How good is this? (laughs) Because you'll know in the intro song, it's here. We've got a report of a man dancing alone in a town square. Please send back up the Great Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen, responsible for our intro song. (laughs) (laughs) They've shut down the discos. All of that stuff's in the song. Little did we know that we wielded this power over the universe. Minister of Fun, Kimmy, thank you for the diamond. Look at the new sticker I just made. There's the Blame It on the Boogie sticker in the chat right now. 
Winning TV with the diamond. Thank you for joining us. Winning TV. German March songs. Go you there. Yeah, that video got placed behind a age restriction last night on YouTube. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> I mean, I put two videos on YouTube last night. One of them was talking about uh, how buildings are sexist because they replicate, they look like erect penises ejaculating light into the night sky. That one's fine for the kids. The kiddies love that stuff. That's a positive, that's a positive educational resource for the children. But the one where we're talking about uh, the not giving a fuck coalition or the not caring a fuck coalition or who gives a fuck coalition, whatever they're called, the black militia, that one got placed behind an age barrier. Appropriately, of course. Thank you, YouTube, for being very responsible. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there you have it. I, I, I don't have the story. I was looking for the story before the show. Pardon me. I was looking for the story before the show. And I couldn't find it because it's behind a paywall. But I'll find it eventually. Somebody will post it somewhere on some thread or something somewhere. Uh, you know, not that we endorse that kind of behavior. <laughs> I, you can tell by the picture that you're in the shop because you can see the legs there. It looks like it's on top of one of those glass cabinets like when you're in the supermarket, maybe an IGA, something like that. Uh, I couldn't help but laugh out loud in the shop. Got some weird looks. He took a snap of the front page for us. So thank you very much. Fascist hippie. We're making the front page of the news here down under. Isn't it fucking good? <laughs> mm. So, <clears throat> we're making impacts. We're making waves. I do want to take you down um, a stroll down Memberberry Lane, but since we're doing breaking news at the opening of the show, thank you for... It was an IGA. See, I'm fucking good. I'm fucking good, man. Because <laughs> IGA have those little glass counters near the express aisles where they pile the newspapers up. And if you're in Queensland and I'm in Sydney, like that's a that's a long distance between us. I could still pick which supermarket he was in. How about that? Sherlock Holmes over here. The art of deduction, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, you're going to love these juicy, this juicy member berry pie I've got for you, uh, cooling on the windowsill. But just one more article before we get to that, if I may. Uh, since we're talking about cancel culture and whatnot, this one uh, got my attention the other day. Call of Duty. Do you know Call of Duty? If you're, if you're not aware of Call of Duty, Call of Duty is a, a war game on, like, Xbox, PC, PlayStation, whatever. You shoot people, you maim people, you throw grenades, you storm fucking encampments, the whole lot. There's a lot of death and violence in Call of Duty. But little did we know, all this time, they've been propagating the now what's now referred to as the white power symbol. <laughs> Drum boys got it in the chat. There it is. That, <laughs> that has to go. We have to get rid of it. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. The latest update for Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone secretly removes the okay gesture from both games for unspecified reasons, quote. <laughs> well, it's just an oversight, really. It's, it's not like we did it on purpose. We didn't mean to get rid of it. It was just one of those things, you know, we ran out of space on the hard drive, I think you'll find. So, you know, we had to get rid of one of the gestures and we fought the OK symbol, which has been used in a military context for 
you know, probably hundreds and hundreds of years in order to silently indicate to your team that it's okay to walk forward without any danger present. We just had to get rid of it, you know, because some people out there, some people out there have been saying that it's a racist thing and it needs to go. Oh, video game developers. I, I don't know why they're jumping on the social justice bandwagon now at this stage. <laughs> like now that it's coming to the end of its lifespan. But hey, who am I? Who am I to judge? I don't even know. I don't even know. If only we could get Vox Day's opinion on all this. <laughs> Maybe he could make a new Call of Duty. Based entirely within grandmother's Italian kitchen. The big mid-season mid update for Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone made quite a few changes that were detailed in the patch notes. However, as is typical of big Call of Duty updates, some secret changes were made as well. As part of the latest update for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Infinity Ward has seemingly removed the okay gesture from the game. <laughs> I can't believe we're reading this shit now. Who's got time? Who's got time for television? Who has got time for scripted entertainment when the unscripted entertainment is all around us at all times, all pervasive? We're being raped in every orifice by the idiocy of life itself. Existence has become a satire of itself. You know what I mean? I keep thinking that one day Ashton Kutcher and Dax are going to jump out of a closet or something. Yeah, maybe they will jump out of a closet. But I mean, you know, in a theatrical sense. Well, in a not gay sense, let's put it that way. They're going to jump out from behind a corner. And say, hey, you got punked. Oh, fuck, man. I knew it. There's, I knew it. All of this stuff was crazy. I knew it. And then we would uh, elect Ashton Kutcher world president. And everything would be back to normal, of course. Feels good. Feels great. <laughs> They've seemingly removed the okay gesture from the game. And while an official reason hasn't been given, it's likely it has something to do with how the symbol has become popular with white supremacists. I, I don't see it being popular with white supremacists. I see it being popularly referred to as popular with white supremacists. But show me the white supremacists flashing this symbol. Where are they? Have you seen any? I haven't seen any. This is an exercise in how you create something out of nothing. Like these people are basically God now. They've they've created, and on the seventh day, they created the okay sign and they called it racist and it was good. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> where are the, where are the legions of white supremacists and Nazis flashing the okay sign? I don't see it. It doesn't exist. What I do see existing is lots and lots and lots and lots of articles referring to the OK sign as being popular with white supremacists. But I don't, I don't even see any white supremacists. I certainly don't see them flashing the OK sign. <laughs> it's so dumb. Modern life is so dumb, so stupid. But I wouldn't change it for anything. What a time to be alive, honestly. What a time to be alive when you know that nothing you do is of any consequence whatsoever except for the stuff that really doesn't matter. That's the stuff that matters the most. I mean, you may as well shove your own head up your own asshole at this point and walk around on your hands. Nobody will even notice the difference. Honestly. <laughs> 
For the uninitiated, a 4chan hoax to turn the okay gesture... See, they even refer to it as a hoax. <laughs> they know it's a hoax, and they still say it's a white supremacist symbol anyway. For the uninitiated, a 4chan hoax to turn the okay gesture into a hate symbol has actually worked, <laughs> with people now genuinely using it to represent white power. Again, assumption. While Infinity Ward hasn't stated if that's the reason it decided to remove the OK gesture from Modern Warfare and Warzone, it does seem to be the most likely explanation. You know what I can't wait for? Because uh, Call of Duty, even though it's arcadey, they like to represent at least some semblance of realism when it comes to combat, okay? <laughs> I'll hold your seat. Thank you, Chief Chariba <laughs> Reaper. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? I can't wait I'm looking forward to this. I'm getting aroused thinking about it. That one day, hear me out here. One day, soldiers fighting for our freedoms and all of that fucking shit. Soldiers fighting for the for the right side, the just cause, will one day put up, be put up on war crime trials because during a firefight, they flashed an okay sign to their to their fellow troops to say that it's okay to go through some doorway you know what? i can't wait for that like i you can see it now can't you like we'll be they'll be in some village where people have been massacred <laughs> and one of the villagers after being saved by the troops will claim to the superior officer, well, they did save the village from the rebels, but unfortunately your commander, I saw him flash the okay sign to his platoon during the firefight. Next thing you know, that that guy will be in handcuffs and up in front of the Hague for being a white supremacist. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. This will happen. This will happen at some point, and I can't wait for it. I want it to happen. Why not? Why not? Side mission, wipe out the people that would bring up that charge. <laughs> okay. Ah, all right. So let me bring it. Should we shred that one? No, we won't shred that one because they didn't do anything wrong. They were describing the wrong thing that happened. So we won't shred them. We'll leave them alone. So let me bring you on a little journey here with me, okay? And you're going to have to, you're going to have to settle in for this. This is going to be a lot of fun, trust me. You're going to enjoy this. A little bit of member berry pie direct from down under. So, <clears throat> where to begin? I was I was watching Daywave. I'm sorry, uh, Way Dave with Lois Ropez on on a weekday at 10 a.m. Great show. If you can catch it, do please do. Uh, I often can't catch it because of work and stuff. It's a, it's a bad time for me with the time difference and shit. Um. And he was having a lot of internet troubles, but he played a clip of, I, I don't know what show the clip is from, must be some American show, where the guy was dressed half as a man and half as a woman, but split, like, down the middle, if you follow me. Like, not top half and bottom half, but left half and right half. Half male, half female. And I saw this image, and I was like, oh, man. So all of these mem uh, memories came flooding back into my brain from my childhood here in Australia where I saw a clip on TV here and I'm going to show you this clip. I was able to track it down and it's fantastic by the way. And that led me down another rabbit hole. 
Uh, there was a program here that ran for about 30 years in Australia. You know how I often say Australia is 30 years behind the rest of the world? Well, that's a positive, in my opinion. We love it. There was a, there was a variety show here called Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. And it ran for three decades. It was very, very popular. It's not on anymore. But it was in the house I grew up in, it was family fucking tradition. Every Saturday night, we would all gather. Like, I would lay on the floor and, you know, eat snacks. And the folks would sit on the lounge and we would all watch Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. And when I say a family variety show, that's what it was. <clears throat> you know, there would be a musical act. There would be comedy. There would be, like, sketches. There would be uh, competition giveaways. It was like one of the family variety shows from the 1970s. But obviously with more of an Australian tinge. And so... One of the segments that they had on this show, Dickie Knee, so Foggy's an Aussie boy, so I'll be able to tell the Aussie bros in the audience from their references, Dickie Knee 2020. <laughs> Dickie Knee was a puppet that you only saw the back of his head and he would pop up like in front of the desk and just say smart ass things and then a whip sound whoosh, and he would go away again. I mean, it's a strange show. If you're not an Australian, you won't get it. But there was one segment on this show called Red Faces. It's probably the most famous segment, which was basically like a bad talent show. So people would nominate <clears throat> to go on Red Faces. And, and the, the queue to go on Red Faces, I think you were waiting like nine months or a year to get on the show after you nominated and were approved. And basically people with like bad talent acts would go on and then a panel of judges would judge them. And, you know, the winner would take some crappy prize, right? And like I said, this was a staple of Australian life for like 30 years. People grew up on this. I grew up on this show. Uh, my co-host on the starting block, Greeno, grew up on the show. You know, to this day, Greeno and myself will sing to each other, pluck a duck, pluck a duck. It's not a chicken or a cow. Pluck a duck, that's him right now. Because there was a segment called pluck a duck. And it was a chocolate wheel. So getting off track here. So I saw this. It, yes, yes, like the gong show, like the gong show. So I saw um, Royce play this clip and he didn't get to play the clip that I sent through to the show because his internet wasn't working properly. And press F in the chat for ROTC today because I set my alarm like for about an hour and a half before I started tonight, which would have been about half an hour into ROTC. And I'm looking around like in my in my sleepy haze in bed. I'm like, where the fuck is the ROTC? Like, because I like to share it out and stuff. And couldn't find the link anywhere. Frozen Asian let me know the internet's fucking destroying them so like no rotc today it's like jesus christ man f in the chat for rotc <clears throat> i'm sure they'll be back so he didn't get to play the clip that i sent through because his internet wasn't working but that's okay we're gonna do it here and it's going to lead into a different rabbit hole and it's gonna tie in very nicely with cancel culture and outrage this is your trigger warning you may be offended over the next half an hour or so by the clips that I'm going to show you here. So come along with me, baby birds. Come along with me down memory lane as we tuck into a hot steaming piece of member berry pie. So this is the first clip. This is the one I sent through to Daywave. And uh, the one that reminded me of the guy that was split down in half, half male, half female. Have a look at this and just tell me what you think. I, by the by, the decor, it looks like the late 80s, this particular clip, early 90s perhaps. 
But I, I watched this like when I sent it through and I was just fucking like I had tears of joy in my eyes because I hadn't seen it in, God, it must be like 25 years, man, since I was like a kid, a little kid. And I remember it like clear as day. And as soon as I saw that clip on Daywave, I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. So have a look at this. Bernie Quinlan's number on. <laughs> Act three now uh, is Two Faces. Oh, performing too much, too little, too late. Two faces. Yes, it's over. Call it a day. I knew I didn't love you anyway. No reason to pretend. We knew it had to end someday. This way. Yes, it's over. <laughs> I'm glad you're gone. You laid on top of me, which felt like a time. Hey, double the fun. Your hair is falling out. Do any of the Aussie bros remember the name of the voiceover guy? I can't remember his name, but he had some fucking killer stuff over the years, didn't he? He would just come in with like, hey, double the fun, you know, shit like that. The smoothest voice in television. <laughs> Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub. WWF Trump. Now, is WWF Trump World Wildlife Trump? World Wildlife Federation? Or is it World Wrestling Federation? I don't know. You don't know what love's all about, can't you see? What a voice, though. Male and female. Fucking incredible. You're not enough for me. Now, that's that's Molly Meldrum. (laughs) Molly Meldrum was like... Probably Australia's first most famous gay guy. And he did like the entertainment news and stuff. I mean, look at him. He's how nobody knew he was gay for all those years. I'm not sure. He's wearing a ski jacket with a cowboy hat and ski goggles in a television studio for fuck's sake. So he used to do like the entertainment news. I'll stop interrupting so you can just see the act. Okay, full frontal now. Too much, too little, too late to try again. We're in the middle of ending something that we knew. And guess it's over. Guess it's over. Guess it's over. it's over. Now, I want you to ask yourself, is this blackface technically? I mean, if it is, it's only half, right? And then the really fun part, is it a male or a female (laughs) that's doing the song? Like, what is the base foundation of the performer? Male or female, white guy or uh, white woman or black guy? Which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) Phobic cruise. Phobic Cruise, half offended, half aroused. Perfect response. <laughs> UK Neil, thank you for the diamond. Follow UK Neil, by the way. DLive.tv slash UK Neil. I'm offended already. <laughs> it's the most self-hating white woman ever. Ah, <laughs> in the chat. 
Oh, it's fantastic, though. What talent. Ah, the chance of death. Who cares? Tell you what, baby, you're That's Ozzy Ostrich. Well, have you still got my key? The stereo belongs to me. Guess oh. it's over. Guess it's over. Guess it's over. Too much, too little, too late to lie again. <laughs> Too much, too little, too late to try again with you. We're in the middle of ending something that we knew. While it's over, is it true? Pretty fucking good, huh? Pretty fucking good. Now, <laughs> so this, again, I've got to stress, this is what my generation and two generations before my generation, this is what Australian children grew up on, <laughs> is this kind of programming. And I need to stress this because the next act, because this led me down a rabbit hole of member berries, and then I was like, oh, shit, because that was half blackface. How about the full chop? How about we go the whole hog? <laughs> so like, this is a trigger warning. But like I said, this, this is the kind of stuff we grew up on here. Not even that long ago. <laughs> so that led, led me down the, the memory hole. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I remember this. So they... Uh, hey, hey, it's Saturday wound up in about 1998. So it ran from like 68 to 98. And I was I was like a few years away from finishing high school in 1998. So I was still a kid when the show finished. Um, so they did a reunion show. I'm going to say <laughs> Foggy's like, oh, no, no, I know this one. Yes, we're playing that one. They did a reunion show. I'm going to say in like 2008. So maybe like 10 years after... No, I like where, I like my mic where it is. It's the compressor kicking in. So, I because when I go loud, it's still going to stay around there. So, we'll keep it there. How about there? That's good. So, about 10 years later, they did a reunion show. <laughs> and they start, they brought back for this reunion show, they brought back a lot of acts from, you know, the previous generations. And one of the acts that they brought back, I'm going to say was in like the 1980s at some point. And rem reminder, again, this is your trigger warning. This is the stuff that we grew up on down here. So they brought back one of these acts. And what? who happened to be on the panel of judges this night? None other than um, lovable guy from the United States, Harry Connick Jr., who was a favorite of the Hey Hey It's Saturday audience at this point. Everybody loved him. Very popular in Australia, Harry Connick Jr. So he was a judge on the panel for this particular act, this reunion act of Red Faces, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm just going to let the magic happen. I'm going to let it happen and you're going to enjoy it or not. And you'll be able to make your own determinations. This stuff is readily available on YouTube. This is part of Australian history now, this event, this night, what took place here. So uh, sit back and enjoy some warm member berry pie from down under. Harry Connick Jr. judging the Jackson 5 Tribute Act 
on the Hey Hey It's Saturday reunion show, I'm going to say in around 2008. Uh, the Jackson Jive, are, uh, 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 we have, oh yes, actually, there's an interesting story, which I'll tell you after they perform, but uh, they're here for a song and dance tribute to Michael Jackson. They're all down from Sydney, these boys, and uh, simply called the Jackson Jive. <laughs> Favorite part. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I see you in hell. Listen to the crowd clapping along innocently. Listen how innocent we were back then. Clapping along innocently. Yay! Dun 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 dun. Nobody in that audience had any inkling that anything was offensive at all happening up there on the stage. Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Australia. <laughs> none of none of them had any idea. It was just like, oh, they're doing a funny thing up there. Look at them dancing and funny. Yay. All dressed up. All dressed up all nice and stuff. <laughs> Look at them. Reminder that Harry Connick Jr. is sitting, like, you can't see him on camera, but he's, that's way too dark, by the way, Katie, read the chat. Harry Connick Jr. is sitting just off camera on the panel of judges, <laughs> probably shitting his pants, shitting his expensive designer pants at this point. There's the white Michael Jackson coming out. <laughs> coming together now everybody sing with me can you feel it sing with me everybody hey there's a crowd <laughs> what do you notice about the crowd <laughs> This takes me back, huh? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It's in the air. The wind is ticking everywhere. Yeah. Can you feel oh. it? I remember, the, I, now I remember too, there was a guy whose job it was to just put words up on the screen at different times. Like random little one-liners and shit. He was fucking hilarious too. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Oh. Didn't last long. <laughs> they didn't get to they didn't get to perform for long. I think they got about 50 seconds, which I think was about the average on red faces. So let's see how the judges took this. <laughs> 
we'll get we'll get a score for you while you get your breath because uh, we have it's, an, it's a couple of interesting uh, facts about Thank the Jackson Jive. Thank you, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all. Uh, thank you. Harry, uh, a little better than the last act, perhaps. Man, you know, if you take the Jackson 5 and subtract this 5... <laughs> Whoa! Now, at this stage, it wasn't uncommon to get very low scores on this show because everybody was pretty much terrible. And I've got to admit, like, at the time... <laughs> you don't understand, man. <clears throat> at the time, Harry Connick Jr. went from, I swear to God... People will remember this if they're an Australian, right? Harry Connick Jr. went from loved, imported America. I don't think he's been back to this country since. He might have been, but it, it will never be the same for Harry. After this night, Harry Connick Jr., I swear to Christ, went from, like, untouchable loved entity to hated figure. <laughs> In Australia. <laughs> swear to God. He got so much shit for this from Australians collectively. It was unbelievable. And when I went back and watched this clip last night in preparation for the show today, I actually feel a little bit sorry for him. <laughs> I do. I can't help it. Because he explains himself later on and he's trying his absolute best. He's like, well, I know, you know, it was just a joke and stuff, but that's offensive to Americans and da 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 Australians collectively were like, fuck off, Harry, you flag. You know, <laughs> they couldn't help it. Fuck off, Harry, you fucking idiot. It was amazing <laughs> back in the day. And again, this is only like 12 years ago. It's not that long ago. Is there any redeeming, uh, would you give them just for turning up, perhaps a two or three or four? Man, if they turned up looking like that in the United States. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. Actually. See, all the commentary around it at the time was, but it's not the United States, Harry. We don't live in the United States. So we'll just keep it at zero. Like, hey, hey, there's no more show. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Let's, go to, uh, let, let's go to Jackie now. Oh, why am I palm sweating? You, I thought you were very cute. Great. Very cute? <laughs> I thought you were very cute. <laughs> what happened to you, white women? Huh? See, now, why, why would I trade in Australian white women for any other white woman on Earth? They come out in full black face, very offensive, very awful. Well, I think it's very cute. <laughs> Based Aussie females. Don't give a fuck. Think you're adorable up there. Great choreography, terrific singing, fabulous. Seven. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Seven. And... <laughs> Listen, you, you all booed when I hit the gong. What would you give them? Give, give me a number. Ten. ten. The crowd's going, ten, give him a ten. <laughs> ten. Full score. <laughs> I love being an Australian. Correct. Uh, it's a one. It's a score of eight. The... The most amazing thing about this, as these boys were on, uh, what was it, 1989? 89. 89. 20 years ago, these guys were doing the same routine 20 years ago on this show. Have a look at this. Just have a look at this. (laughs) 
that's how we roll. Iceman in the chat saying it takes guts doing that. That's a thing. Back then it didn't. In 2008 Australia, that wasn't even a thing. But it continued. The story continues. The saga continues. This wander down memory lane isn't over yet. And they won. <laughs> they won it 20 years ago with the same routine. We just go through because I know you're all medical students 20 years ago, but if we start here and sure. you just would tell us what uh, what you are now. Well, quite ironically, I'm actually a plastic surgeon now. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is a wonderful place sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> The Michael Jackson performer. The Michael Jackson tribute act is a fucking plastic surgeon now. <laughs> Perfect. It was meant to be. It's fate. I don't even believe in fate. But if I was, I would point to this and say, well, this proves it. You know what I mean? You are a plastic yes. surgeon. You, sir? I'm a radiologist. Yes. Urologist. Yes. Oh. An anesthetist. Yes. Psychiatrist. Oh, and cardiologist. Cardiologist. Isn't uh, that amazing? They're all doctors. <laughs> oh, oh, just typical uneducated redneck trash. <laughs> Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Plastic surgeon, the most ironic thing ever. Ex exactly. They're just, they're, but no, they're just, un, they're uneducated redneck white trash, Kim. What are you? I'm a radiologist. What are you? I'm a urologist. I'm a cardiologist. I'm a plastic surgeon. I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> the most educated people in Australian society. Up there doing blackface dancing. Yay. What's happening? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Doesn't get any better than that. At least that's what you think until you see the next part. A lot of colour on this show. <laughs> Australia. Woo! Australian member Berry Pie. Uh, total score was uh, eight. That was a score of eight. Uh, so you're... Uh, well, I think the DJ Bourbonnet is in front, isn't he? Hey, the anaesthetist works. He's put me to sleep. Uh, thank you, guys. Just take a... Oh, the little caricature guy. Who, his job on the show was to just draw things and every now and then he'd flash up a little doodle. Just works. He's put me to sleep. Uh, thank you, guys. <laughs> so much colour on this show. Okay. Okay. Now, now comes this part. Now, this is a part after they came back from an ad break. Harry, who, like I said, was very popular in Australia, probably still is, to be fair. Uh, but he Ring got mountains of hate. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Scott Vogler. He got mountains of hate for this next little bit from Australians. And like I said, he went from loved icon to fucking figure of hatred in the space of about three minutes. 
<laughs> Let's have a look here at Harry Connick Jr. talking about why this was so offensive. I had to set it up. I know it would have been so nice for the promo, but we don't do any after this, so we don't, <laughs> no, we don't need it. Well, wait, is that really, really the case? Does this mean this is my last appearance yeah. on Hey Hey yeah. Saturday yes. for real? Yes, I want to do something about that. I'm going to call the... the yeah. you know, I want to know. I want to know who you're going to call. I'm, I'm either I'm going to call Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm, I'm going to call the Prime Minister. <laughs> Go to the PM on this. God, I miss this. I miss this so much. You can't see my face like too clearly, but there's just a fucking big smile on my face from seeing like the old Hey Hey It's Saturday set and stuff. Because the shit like this just takes you back to your childhood, and not everything in childhood was fucking good. But uh, this one thing, like once a week, was just always just laughs and smiles and, and nice times. I can't remember anything bad ever happening during a, a, an episode of Hey, Hey, It's Saturday growing up. You know what I mean? There were bad times like sandwiching that. <laughs> but the, during this show, like, you know, like I said, laying on the rug in front of the TV, eating snacks, watching it, the family laughing and stuff. I remember that. I don't remember the bad stuff, so. I'd go to the PM, from the AM to the PM. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, look, uh, that really excites me. But uh, something I want to do, because I noticed, look, when you were judging, very kindly judging red faces, I, I noticed that when we had... See, this is why I feel a little bit sorry for him, because I wonder if Harry um, even wanted this to be brought up or not. The host is uh, a guy named Daryl Summers. Daryl Summers, who's a famous, like, you know, Australian celebrity, even now, even though he hasn't been on TV for a long time. Everybody knows Daryl Summers. So I, I don't know, like, Harry is very, very, very nice about this. And, I, like, I have to stress, he got mountains of shit. <laughs> because that's the way Australia is. Don't tell us what to do, you fucking yank, you know what I mean? Don't tell us what to do, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just remembering all of the hatred that Harry got for this. <laughs> this fucking poor guy. He seems so nice. He seems like a genuine nice guy in the industry, you know? The Jackson drive on, uh, and it didn't occur to me till afterwards that I think we may have offended you with that mm. act, and I, I deeply uh, apologise on behalf of all this, of us because I know that, uh, you know, your countrymen, it, it, that's an insult to, to, you know, have a... a that's an insult to you. <laughs> <laughs> I deeply apologise, Harry, because I know to you and the rest of the Americans, that's insulting. To us, eh, not so much. <laughs> we kind of like it. We were cheering and, hey, clapping along. They even got a 7 out of 10 from the woman on the panel. It was great. It's not even that bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Blackface routine. Right. Like that on the right. show. Uh, so I do apologize to you. I, Thanks, you Daryl. And I just wanted to say on behalf of, you know, uh, of my country, um, I know it was done in, in, in uh, humorously, yes. yeah. but, you know, we've spent so much time trying to not make black people look like buffoons mm. that when we see something like that, we take it really yeah. to heart. Yeah. And I Boo! <laughs> Boo! Shut up, Harry! Shut up! <laughs> Woo! I know it was in good fun, yeah. and the last thing I want to do is take the show like to a real, 
you know, kind of a down level because I love, you know how much I love this show in this country, but I feel like I'm at home here. And if I knew that was going to be a part of the show, I probably, I definitely wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So right. well, thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I got to give it up because Daryl said, I told him at the break, he said, man, you need to speak as an American, not as a white American or a black American, but as American, I need to, I need to, to, to say that. So thanks for giving me the opportunity. Becca with the diamond, what a cuck. <laughs> so he's being like genuinely nice about it. You know what I mean? He's trying. Uh, Coffee talk with Sandra. I'm telling hubby buffoon. He's trying so hard to be nice. He's like, yeah, I look, I know you didn't mean anything by it. You know, I know it's, you know, it's not really a thing. Um, but if, if I was on, you know, if I hadn't known that was going to be an act, I probably wouldn't have been on the panel. You know, I'm just letting you know, we've been trying so hard for a long time, you know, not to make black people look like buffoons, so I just need to let you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> he got so much hate for that from Australians. They're like, Harry, people were genuinely like, Harry Connick Jr. can fuck off back to America. Stop telling us what to do. This isn't America, you idiot. <laughs> I'm, now, it, like, I'm older and I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, poor Harry. Because <laughs> he, if he didn't, this is the reality. If he didn't say something about it, he would have become the figure of hate in America. Instead of maybe he rationalised it and said, "Well, I can be hated in Australia. I can deal with that." Coffee talk with Sandra. In other words, buffoons. Fuck that shit. <laughs> maybe he thought, you know, well, I have to say something because if I don't say something, the Americans are going to hate me for it. We hear you. And look at this. Look, look at the looks on the crowd. They're not vet. They're clapping, but they're not happy about it. <laughs> I think it was like maybe it was later that year or a year later or something. Um, he was giving. He was brought in to hand out an award at our music awards, right? Which is called the Aria Awards, the Australian Recording Industry Awards, which I guess is like your Grammys, right? Equally terrible. And we bring in, like, celebrities, international celebrities to, to fucking hand out awards. I don't know why. I don't – I have no fucking idea why we do that, but it's a thing that we do. And Harry was brought out to give an award, and he made a joke about the lead singer from a band called UMI. He made a joke about the guy's hair, which was always kind of scruffy. I forget his name. One of the Aussie bros will know the singer's name from UMI, the main guy. His hair's always kind of scruffy. He's, like, got that bohemian look, you know? And – he made a joke about the singer's hair and nobody in the audience really laughed because it was a kind of a shitty joke. And then the very next, so the band who won the award was Powderfinger, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> and when they went up to accept the award, one of the band members from Powderfinger said something, I, I'm going to butcher the quote a little bit, but they said, they said after they took the award, they said, oh, by the way, Harry Connick Jr., uh, I wouldn't go making fun of people's hair I saw you in Independence Day. You had, what, one line? Uh! <laughs> and the fucking crowd. Tim Rogers, thank you. And the crowd roared. <laughs> yeah, I saw you were very good. I saw your one line in Independence Day. Oh, no. Bang. And then, de and then dead. Yeah, you were very good in that. So I wouldn't go making fun of, like, Tim Rogers' hair, man. <laughs> oh, people were, like, holding their sides. Because it was like, fuck you, Harry. <laughs> so good. <laughs> After they got the award from Harry. 
Fuck off, Harry. Fuck off back to the States, Yank. Get the fuck out of here. You were the guy who were offend- who was offended at the blackface. No, three lines. <laughs> oh my God, no. That was it. That's all he had. Good job, though. You were great. <laughs> you didn't have to let me do that. No, thank you. I really wanted to. Um, and I, as I mentioned, because you are such a regular on this show, and we love having you, and the reason we love having you I on the show... I still like Harry, to be honest. I, mean, I like Harry. He's a nice guy. And all of that, and you've, you know, been through when you were doing funk and, and jazz and all that stuff, and you're back with these beautiful standards. But uh, it's, it's the fun that you like to have. You do red faces as a judge. I remember that time, I told you when I saw you the other day, you know, I remember the time you came out here. We don't have it on tape or anything, but you came out on the opening you did and you showed me what chords to play, vamp away on on the big hit at the time that you had. You came out here and you opened the show and then threw to yourself uh, to do the opening act and I was vamping away on piano. You raced down the studio. (laughs) Our dub choir with the diamond. 2020 Harry brings this up at parties constantly. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> you know, what we're talking about, what we're talking about here with like, um, you know, racism and oppression, it, it, it takes me back, man, to when I was like, I was doing this judging panel down there in Australia. And you know what? Like, I love Australia. I feel like at home there. But they did this blackface thing, this blackface routine. And I felt like, you know, I just had to speak out, man. Like, I just had to let it be known. <laughs> That I was really offended by. I bet he does bring it up. And he gets little rounds of applause by the champagne glass holding clientele of whichever uh, shitty back room he happens to be playing in these days. But Pushed me off the piano stool. I uh, crawled out on all fours and you went into the hit song. And, and you because you're uh, you know, out for fun like that, Look, we thought we, we should give you... We gave him a fucking award. A pointless award. He still got a pointless award from it. Because that's the kind of guys we are. Fuck you, Harry. Take your award and fuck off home. Do <laughs> this, and uh, you, you could. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, it's pretty tacky, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but look, it's, uh, it's wow. an honorary cast award. Just to yeah. certify that Harry Connington yeah, has fulfilled his duties and obligations by regularly appearing on Hey Hey Alert. See, he was genuinely loved. Now, the rabbit hole does not end there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Sometimes I get shit from people because I talk about, like, American politics and do American media and stuff. Interestingly, those people who give me shit are not in the chat today when we've spent an hour talking about Australia, but whatever. (laughs) They always seem to go missing during the Australian sections of the show or the UK sections of the show of the show or the the bits about Japan or China or talking about the European Union whatever that's fine doesn't matter people are idiots so they like to say well we don't like it when non-Americans talk about things in America and you know what I've actually got five reasons why I talk about what's happening in America I'll give you all five okay first of all I've always been a keen watcher of American politics because I'm a politics junkie, right? So it's not just America, but I've always been a keen watcher of America because I like the story of America. You know, the I like the rebellion. I like the fact that it was found on the entrepreneurial principles. But more than anything else, I like the fact that it's the first time in human society that a uh, a country has been built from, like, you know, 
it, theoretically at least these days, unfortunately, from the bottom up instead of the top down. So it was the first country, it was like the first experiment in individual liberty and rampant libertarianism that has ever existed. Whereby the people said, here's a list of the things the government can't do, instead of a government saying, here's a list of the things that the people can't do. It's the only time that that's happened. So even as a younger guy, because I was kind of a bit of a like a book nerd and stuff, reading about the Civil War and the founding of the states and stuff, I was always intrigued by that. So I've always felt like, uh, you know, this... Uh, a connection to that. I, I've always that's always appealed to me that story. So I've always been a keen watcher. That's reason number one. <clears throat> reason number two is we're in the American sphere of influence. So what you do directly affects us, because a lot of a lot of like the Yanks that fucking hate the fact that I talk about America and shit often say we don't give a fuck what happens in your country. Why do you give a fuck what happens in our country? And I say, well, that's simple. You don't have to give a fuck what happens in my country right? But unfortunately, I don't have that liberty. Because what happens in your country directly affects us because we're in your sphere of influence. So you're lucky enough to meander through life and just think that whatever happens outside your borders has no has nothing to fucking do with you. We don't have that luxury because everything you do affects us. Last time you had a housing crisis, the world economy crashed. So I'm sorry, but if you want to be a fucking superpower, then you're going, and a superpower's economy and its politics affects literally the entire rest of the world. If you want to be the superpower, then don't fucking bitch when the rest of the world runs an eye over what you're doing, because if you fuck up, we drown too. So shut up. <laughs> if you don't like it, then don't be a superpower. Easy fix. Okay? Give it up. Give up all your power and the economy and the wealth and everything. Then nobody will give a fuck about you if that's what you want. I suspect people won't go for that option, so you're going to have to deal with it. Number three, because annoying you, I find humorous. Number four, because the bulk of my audience is in the United States. And number five, because I like to. There you go. And if you have a problem with any of those reasons, feel free to get in touch with me at Boogie Bumper. Let me know. And I will proceed to, you know, bring you onto the show and make a spectacle out of you. If you're not happy with any of those reasons, let me know. <laughs> the main one, I think, is two. If you don't want people outside the States talking about you, then don't be a fucking superpower. Simple. That's an easy fix. No, I'm not here doing live streams talking about the politics of fucking Chad or Niger, right? You know why? Because what happens over there doesn't affect anybody else. <laughs> they just do their own thing and nobody cares. So, please, by all means. But on this occasion, ladies and gentlemen, referring to the Harry Connick Jr. saga and the Blackface saga, we did. Little old Australia made their way all the way. The news made their way to the United States. Thank you for the diamond, Becca67. Exactly. Well, thank you. I do cover Chaz, though. Yeah, Chaz. I said Chad. <laughs> Chad is in Africa. Never mind. <laughs> so, on this occasion, news of Harry Connick Jr. and the Blackface Saga made it all the way over to the United States to, to the crucible of hot-button issues. 
winning TV with a diamond. I will take numbers as Minister of Cart Patrols. You've already got the job, Phil. You can have the job. I believe in you. I know I can trust you as the Minister of Cart Patrols. <clears throat> you just tell those people I said to leave my boogie alone. No, I don't want them to leave me alone. I want They give me material. Believe it or not, there's a reason why I don't block people. It's because I want you here. You know, we used to, we don't get it so much now on DLive, but back in the good old uh, Periscope days, remember I used to do live streams and people would say, oh, Boogie, block this guy, block this guy, block this guy. I, I don't want to block it. I want you here. I want you here spewing <laughs> because it's, it's amusing for me and we'll turn it into something that's amusing for everybody else. Everybody else in the chat room will get to see you performing. And like, I'm not going to deprive them of that joy. It's like baby's first steps or seeing somebody, you know, seeing a dog do a stupid trick. You're doing a stupid dog trick for us all. You know, sit, lie down, play dead. Like easy, dumb dog tricks. And we want you here because we find that shit entertaining. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to ban you. I'm not going to block you. And you know, as it's happened, I've been doing this for what, like three years now, four years now. Um, eventually, those people either tire themselves out, like, you know, little puppies do, or they go off and chase a car down the road and they go and find somebody else. So it's never really been an issue here. But, you know, back in the day, block, block, block. No, no, I'm not block. Leave them here. They're entertaining. Leave the little idiot running around, <laughs> spewing away in the chat. Fuck him. It's fun because <laughs> things that you say don't matter. You're an irrelevant speck of dust. You are a pimple on the asshole of time. Why would I bother? Why would I bother with you? Your existence is irrelevant to me. I don't care if you're even here or not as an entity, as a being. Why would I waste the time of clicking something twice? So the Australian... Blackface Harry Connick Jr. saga made it all the way over to the United States to the crucible of culture and enlightenment, otherwise known as The View, ladies and gentlemen. I told you, this is a trip down Memberberry Lane. We're going all the way. The only time Americans want to talk about Australia is when somebody gets eaten by a shark or somebody does something racist. <laughs> so let's have a look what The View was saying. And this is fun too, because I watched this last night and I was like, wow, haven't fucking times changed here? Haven't times changed? Like you can see it even in The View. When people on The View try to tell you that everybody else except them is getting more radical and more rabid and more cancel culture and all of that shit, don't believe them because this comes from, I think, 2008, this clip. Maybe it says October 9, 2009. Maybe it's 2009. Okay. So we're talking 11 years ago. Not that long. Not that fucking long. Look at the difference in reactions from back then to today when we're talking about, uh, you know, reacting to things that we might find offensive. Have a look at the difference. Right after Harry Connick Jr. was on The View last week, he was a guest judge on Australian talent shows, Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, that featured a Jackson 5 skit with four men in blackface behind a man in whiteface. Uh. Harry wasn't all that pleased. Take a look. And I just wanted to say on behalf of, you know, of my country, um, I know it was done in, 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 in humorously, yes, yeah. but, you know, we've spent so much time trying to 
not make black people look like buffoons, mm. that when we see something like that, we take it really yeah. to heart. Yeah. If I knew that was going to be a part of the show, I probably, I definitely wouldn't have done it. Oh. I applaud Mary Connick yeah. for doing that. I applaud Harry Connick Jr. for doing that. <clears throat> okay. Fine. I'm I'm waiting for the frothing at the mouth though. I'm waiting for the foaming, you know, pervasive outrage to show itself. Have a look. You know, it's really interesting. I got a lot of tweets. Interesting. It's interesting. Tweets from uh some Becca67, thank you for the diamond. The view is racist. To hear them out, maybe they got a good point. Australian followers on my Twitter, yeah. and they said, you know, th this is something our humor is different from your country's well, you humor. It's, it's Straya! Woo! <laughs> Even back then in 2009, Australians jumped on her Twitter feed. Twitter must have been like, there must have been like 50 people on fucking Twitter in 2009. Australians jumped on, I don't even know who that chick is. But Australians jumped on her Twitter feed and said, no, no, you don't get it. The jokes here are different, mate. <laughs> you don't get the jokes, mate. They're different. Nah, nah, mate. It's not offensive here, mate. It's just fucking funny, eh? <laughs> you know, Australians were jumping on my Twitter feed saying, well, you just don't understand our humor. <laughs> She's smiling, though. See, that wouldn't happen now. There would be no smiling. There would be articles written and they would say, White supremacists on Twitter shame panel of the view, view panel member claiming that humor is different. You know what I mean? Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Like, think about it. It would be totally different now. She's smiling while she's telling this story. Now it would be frothing outrage. I couldn't believe all of the racists that are popping up on my Twitter account defending this awful, disgusting blackface. Oh, I hate these people, right? It would be totally different. But back then, you know, it's funny. It's interesting. Uh, I had a lot of Australians on my Twitter feed and they were saying, you know, our humor is different. <laughs> and it, that's fine. <sighs> Can we just go back? Like, I would love to go back to the 1990s. I'll take 2009 if possible. Winning TV with a diamond. They also say Harry didn't do enough. They would also, yeah, exactly. They would say that it's wrong because Harry didn't tear the fucking stage down and storm off and, you know, pledge to commit his, his fee to Black Lives Matter. He needs to do more for the movement. It's a totally different vibe back in 2009. Good for Harry for doing that. tweets from uh, some Australian followers on my Twitter yeah. and they said, you know, th this is something our humor is different from your country's well, you humor. It's, it's about uh, an American uh, family. Listen how reasonable Joy Reid is. Minister of Fun, Kimmy. Uh, is it Joy Reid or Joy Behar? I get them mixed up. The lady stroking the Harry pussy. <laughs> I would stroke Harry's pussy. I reckon he's great. I think he's dreamy. I like him. Uh, but listen listen to Joy. This is Joy Behar, of course. Uh, listen to Joy Behar here. Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? Harry breathes through his pussy. I want you to imagine that you can breathe through your pussy. 
I haven't listened to Joy Behar, how, how different she was back then. Different from your country's well, you humour. It's, it's about uh, an American uh, family. It's not about an Aboriginal family. When right, the, the Aborigines, well, they, they didn't treat them very well. What they, don't. they didn't treat them very well. Like, see how she's like, well, it was, it's different to American humour. She's agreeing. <clears throat> it, she's agreeing that the experience is totally different, even though we didn't treat the Aborigines very well. Yeah, but you know what? Blackface, eh, kind of different there. Wow. That would be unacceptable now. Behar would lose her job if she said that now. Because she didn't go far enough. She wasn't outraged enough. She didn't call for the cancellation of this. She didn't demand that people lose their jobs. She didn't go hard. Isn't it fun? Again, this is just over 10 years ago. Look how much it's changed. Look how much we've accelerated to where we are now, to where we were then. Have Well, that's, that's absolutely... Listen to good old Whoopi. Listen to Whoopi Goldberg back then. Too, but they also don't have an Aboriginal group that was anything started. like right. the Jackson family, the Jackson 5. Now, we also should mention that when this skit was done 20 years ago, they did the same thing. <clears throat> Michael was darker then because he was darker 20 years ago, and the group won. Yeah. They so it's yeah, it's it very, it, it, well, it, it was then, but the interesting part, to me at least, is that what the performers were saying, because they don't have any, they don't have any context with this, with them. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> You are about to see Whoopi Goldberg defend people doing blackface. I shit you not. You are about to see Whoopi Goldberg defend people doing blackface. And isn't it fucking beautiful? Only back in 2009. <laughs> Unfavorite boomer, formerly known as Overedge with the diamond <laughs> says Australians have great humor but don't make eye contact why wouldn't you make eye contact with us do you think we're going to steal something we will we're going to steal it whether you make eye contact or not we're fucking criminals come on coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond her boy did blackface and joy did blackface yeah that's fine but you know that you know you understand though in reality that shit doesn't matter Justin Trudeau did blackface on numerous occasions and won an election. So let's stop pretending like that stuff matters. Let's stop pretending like being a hypocrite means anything now. It doesn't. It's all about who the person is and whether you dislike them or not. And in this particular context, they have no connection to the guys who were doing the blackface routine. Whoopi Goldberg has no reason to defend them, right? She doesn't know them. They're nobodies. Or they're not nobodies. They're psychiatrists, cardiologists, radiologists. <laughs> Coffee talk with Sandra. Does not matter. Exactly. Whoopi Goldberg is about to defend uh, people doing blackface. It's great. The interesting part, to me at least, is that what the performers were saying, because they don't have any... Ah, I get it. Winning TV with a diamond. Don't make eye contact like being a prostitute. Oh, we'll fuck you. We'll fuck a rabbit skin on the end of a pitchfork, mate. <laughs> they don't have any context with this, with them. Yeah. They have it with the, with the uh, indigenous, the aborigines. They have it in context with them. But they don't have this context. And they were like, we were just trying to do a just tribute. Kidding, sorry. You know? 
savour the flavour of the member berry pie. Savour it. Salty yet sweet. You know, it's not their fault. They don't have any context. They don't have the same experience that we have, so it's fine. It's not really their fault. They were doing a tribute act. <laughs> whoopee. Whoopee, whoopee, whoopee. And I, I, you know, it was only until a couple of years ago. Thank, Thank you for coming. coming. I'll, I'll see you in hell. Exactly, Gary Vance is on it. A tribute. <laughs> it's a tribute. Yeah. It was only up until a couple of years ago that I, you know, a couple of years ago, Whoopi started grading on me. I grew up loving Whoopi Goldberg. Loving her. She's fucking funny in the movies. Loved it. Loved her. But it's only over the last couple of years, I'm like, I'm starting to find myself go, oh, shut up, Whoopi. I, I still kind of like her because I liked her growing up. You know what I mean? But now it's like, oh, Whoopi's at it again, you know? You don't get too angry, though. Yeah, bot in the chat, The View. Uh, you have to go back. If you missed the first hour of the show, this will make sense to you why we're playing this. <laughs> She's defending blackface, and it's beautiful. With them. Yeah. They have it with the, with the uh, indigenous, the aborigines. They have it in context with them. But they don't have this context, and they were like, we were just trying to do a just tribute. Kidding, sorry. You know? yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't they were joking. They were doing it. They were they thought they, they really were doing tried. a tribute. Yeah. So it's very interesting. But Harry stood like up and Harry said, said nay, baby. Yeah. They weren't even joking. They thought they were doing a tribute. They weren't. They didn't mean it. Whoopi Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. 2009, circa 2009, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, it's not their fault. They don't have this experience. They don't have the experience we do. They're doing a tribute. It's fine. <laughs> and it's, like I said, I, I told you, you would enjoy this member, this slice of member berry pie. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break, refresh my drink, l visit the little boys' room as usual. When we come back, we've got so much more to get through on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Stick around. Enjoy. enjoy Savour the, the flavour of the member berry pie. Savour it. Savour it. <laughs> Becca with the diamond. Okay for me, but not for you. Well, it seems like it was okay for everyone. Well, it is at least here if you come to Australia. I, I've actually got some more Australia stuff after the break. So stick around. Uh, we'll see you in five. You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast here on a Tuesday night. your novelty comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out.
Idiot boogie bumper. 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 Idiot boogie. Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. But don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? What you? Why do you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss.
That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise sensor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee evenings some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This All right, around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Thank you for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Second half of the show here on a Tuesday night, Daily Boogie Podcast. As always, absolute pleasure to be with you. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed. I thank you for indulging me for that little trip down memory lane. Like for the Aussie guys, it's probably going to be a little different, you know. For the Aussie bros in the chat, it's going to mean more. But I think I, I hopefully at least you got some kind of entertainment out of that. So <laughs> back in two thousand and nine, huh? What a world! Remember those days? Remember those good old days? Wow, we've come so far yet. Not that really that far at all. If anything, it's getting worse. Um, just a quick reminder. As the intro song from Irrational Times would indicate, yes, 
They're blaming it on the boogie. Yours truly. Cops look for evidence of dancing. So if you are standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. And if you're driving, please pull over. I wouldn't want any of you to get arrested before the end of the show. So we'll stick with the Australian stuff for now because I do have a couple of items and I've got so much. Again, it's the usual fucking thing on this show. Stuff just keeps accumulating. So I do have like a funny Stelter clip that I want to get to. Um, I've got some, I've got Kanye in the tank from yesterday that we didn't get to, but I do want to keep on the Australian theme just because, uh, you know what, we showed you the dark side, pardon the pun, of Australian culture here just a few moments ago, and I'm sure it was very fancy for people didn't enjoy it too much because, you know, the blackface and whatnot. Whoopi was a fan though. She liked it. Well, it was a tribute. <laughs> they weren't trying to be offensive. It was fine. There was something going on. Mm. Sing it. Hanging around. God, oh. So we learn from our mistakes here on this show. So let me bring you <laughs> let me bring you uh the other side of Australia because somebody said, What happened to you, Australia? You used to be based. We're still pretty based. I saw this tweet earlier today. A Queensland man has never been so happy to be pulled over by police. See, here in this country, we love being pulled over by police. We say, thank God you're here. After discovering a scaly stowaway while driving. Let's have a look at life in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, For those who aren't aware, in the world of snakes, in the world of legless creatures that crawl around on their bellies, I think we have seven of the top ten most deadly snakes on planet Earth in this country just on the, in this country alone. Seven of the most poisonous. It's either the most deadly or the most poisonous because they're two different things, right? Um, because the most poisonous isn't necessarily deadly if its fangs aren't long enough to get into you, stuff like that. But there's a, there's a hell of a lot of snakes here that can kill you. And one of those snakes is actually native to where I live. I've seen them in my yard before growing up and stuff called the, the King Brown Snake. Again, with the browns. <laughs> Why can't we send them back to them? <laughs> They're always out there killing everybody. Um, so the king brown snake is a particularly deadly snake. Uh, and it's it's known for being very aggressive. So have a look at this guy. He was very happy to be pulled over by uh, Queensland's finest, the Queensland police. Uh, and this is what took place. This is the chest camera from the copper. I think it's a brown snake or a, a tiger snake in the back of the ute. I think it's bitten me. It was in the car with me, which, which would indicate that <laughs> after this guy was bitten by the brown snake, Queenslander, Queenslander. <laughs> after I, I get a lot of shit from my fellow New South Welshman fans in the state of origin, the rugby league. If you if you're not an Australian, you won't understand. Uh, the rugby league, there's three games a year, every year, in our football, right, in rugby league. And it's New South Wales, the state I was born in and grew up in, and Queensland, uh, the state to the north. Now, I'm a New South Welshman. I was born in New South Wales, and I've grown up in New South Wales, but I was raised by uh, Queenslanders. So there's pictures of me as a little kid wearing a Queensland jersey before I even know what's fucking going on. So I always get shit from my New South Welsh friend, uh, New South Wales friends during that. Like every other sport, I support like the local team, like my local area in whatever, like it's cricket or basketball 
or football like AFL, which I watch, or whatever it is. doesn't matter. I always support the local team. But in rugby league, I support the Broncos, the Brisbane team, and Queensland because I was raised that way. I have no choice, man. It's not even a choice. I can't imagine going for anybody else. You know what I mean? So every year when these three games take place, which is called the state of origin, I get fucking hate mail. (laughs) And I've gotten it my whole life. You fucking traitor. What are you supporting those fucking Queensland poofs for? Fuck you. Fucking prick. Fucking cunt. Like, it's amazing the shit I get. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even have a choice in this. There's there's pictures of me as a five-year-old walking around wearing a maroon jersey supporting Queensland. What the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> I can't imagine going for New South Wales in the state of origin. Are you kidding me? I was born into, into supporting Queensland. It's not a choice. <laughs> Every year I get shit. But I love Queensland. I love Queenslanders and I love Queensland because it's a special place. It's it's where we keep our rednecks. So, of course, I fit in there like a hand in a glove. So this guy was bitten while driving his ute, which is like a truck. He was driving his car. Uh, the snake bit him while he was driving his car. And then he says the snake's in the back of the ute. So one can only assume that he was bitten by this deadly snake and then picked it up <laughs> and put it in the back of the ute. So when he gets to the hospital, he can say to the doctor, it was that one. <laughs> in the back of the year. Because <laughs> he says, look, it was in the car with me. He didn't throw it out the window. He threw it in the back of the ute. Because, as you know, if you get bitten by a de- Well, you probably don't know because you're in America and there aren't any animals that can kill you over there, so you get to blissfully wander around carefree and not giving a fuck. But... <laughs> Because you don't have to deal with this reality that nature hates you like we do. Bushfires, floods, killer snakes, killer spiders, whatever. It's daily life down here. You fucking soft cocks. You don't even know. You don't even know. So, when you get bitten by a deadly snake, yeah, you got to identify it, mate. you got to let them know which snake it is. Otherwise, they're not going to give you the right anti-venom, it's called. And I don't know if you have, have you ever seen people, do you know how they get the anti-venom from the snake? There is a job here called a snake milker. You milk the snakes. <laughs> so you get, you get the little snake, you get the deadly snake in your hands and you agitate them to the point where they expose their fangs and then you slam their face down on a jar <laughs> and then the, the venom comes out of their fangs and that's where you make the anti-venom. <laughs> I need that job. Would you like to handle deadly snakes for a living? Yes, please. 15 bucks an hour. Beats working at McDonald's, am I right? Huh? So he was driving his truck around. The deadly snake has bitten him and he's thought, oh, fuck, I better be off to the hospital. He's picked up the deadly snake and put it in the back of the ute so he can identify it when he gets to the hospital. Well, that's, it was that guy there. It was that one. Australia. <laughs> Again, people ask me, would you move to America? I probably would move to America, but I'd have to be in like a a certain place. It's either going to be like northeast where it's really cold and wintry and like uh, good lobsters and shit, or it's going to be like deep south where I can eat gumbo on the bayou and get bitten by mosquitoes. It's one or the other. I don't want any in-between city. (laughs) Rip the snake off and throw it in the truck and then take take it to hospital with you like a passenger. I think it's bitten me. It was in the car with me. 
Where did you come from? I was coming from Billow. Like, you, you can feel my heart, mate. You found a snake in your car. There was a brown, it's in the back of the tray, mate. <laughs> Based. Based. <laughs> it's in the back of the tray, mate. Our <laughs> dove choir gets to the hospital. Now there's three snakes in the ute. Oh, no. Which one? What are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, mate, feel me heart rate, mate. Feel me heart. I mean, I got bitten, mate. Seriously, eh? I've got to get to the hospital. <laughs> Shank TV. I don't disagree, but I'll shake you seeing those guys walking around a camp. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, that one there. Was it that one there or was it the one underneath the fucking uh, bag of fertilizer? Which one was it, mate? Was it the one there on the back of the fucking tray there, was it? Or? And they have right in between wow. the gear stick here. Yeah. And it just came around, like, up and around, and then it came, like, um, in between my legs. And you're driving along at 100? I'm driving along at 100, and I just started to break, and the more I moved my legs, the more... Because it's pretty big. It yeah, started yeah, to wrap yeah. around me. <laughs> Right now, there is deadly venom coursing through this guy's veins, but he can't help himself but tell the story of how the snake was in the front of the front of the year. Australians love telling a story, or as we call it in this country, a yarn. <laughs> now he's telling the copper the whole story. He's not he's not rushing to hospital. Shit, mate, we better get you off to hospital. Hang on, wait a minute. Let me finish the story first. <laughs> Fucking Australians, right? Australia. One of my favourite stories is um, <clears throat> I could probably bring it up if bring it up if I wanted to, but I can't be bothered. I've done it a couple of times on the show. Um, there was a story of a guy, a, again another Queenslander, who nearly died because he was bitten by a, I think it was a red belly black snake, and which are very deadly as well, and. He was bitten by this snake. He knew he was bitten by a snake. And he didn't go to hospital until the next morning and nearly died. Like, he was within a cunt hair of dying. And the doctors asked him, why didn't you come straight to hospital? And he's like, oh, I didn't want to miss my favourite show on television. <laughs> and then after the show was finished, I was tired, so I went to bed. <laughs> 100% true story. He didn't go to hospital because he didn't want to miss his TV show. It's like, how inconvenient. He got bitten by a snake five minutes before his favourite show starts. He's like, well, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> so he didn't go to hospital <laughs> until the next day. And they're like, so what happened? He's like, yeah, I had diff didn't have a really good night's sleep. Like, it was, I had difficulty breathing and, you know, my pulse was racing and it was like, it was pretty hard. You know, there was like a lot of swelling and stuff on the bite. So when I woke up this morning, I thought, oh, well, I better get off to hospital then. <laughs> Why didn't you come straight away? Well, my show was about to start. Didn't want to miss it. <laughs> Australia. Australia, bro. Yeah, it was pretty bloody um, terrifying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, no, I would be too. Yeah, I've never been so happy. Oh, Jim Enward. See, I was, I was hoping that Jim Enward would have been around. You missed the first hour, man. You would have had so much fun in the first hour. <laughs> if you... Look, if you came into the show late, trust me, go back and watch the first hour. The member berries, people in the chat who watched it, they'll they'll tell you. Go back and watch the first hour. You won't regret it. It was fucking amazing. 
It was a beautiful thing that we experienced together. And it's okay to experience it on replay, but, you know, if you weren't here live, then, you know, you're going to miss out, like, at least a little bit. But go back, watch the replay. Let me know what you think. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts on the Australian member berries. Because I, I guarantee you won't fucking regret it. To see red and blue lights. Red and blue lights. So he had to stick around and tell the story. I was working. Ah, oh, I know. That's okay. Trust me. Go back, watch the replay. You'll love it. Um, <clears throat> sticking in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, what we've been talking about on this show for a long, 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 long time. You're going to get a little bit of freedom back. Eva Lee in the chat. Hi, replay watchers. You're going to get a little bit of freedom back, and then they're going to rip it away from you when you least suspect it. Well, that's everybody else. If you're watching this show, you expected it. You knew that this was coming. You knew that this was going to happen because pff, it was pretty fucking obvious that this is going to be the way forward. This is the new normal now. So let's have a look. <clears throat> We're working. We're coming out of lockdown. <laughs> We're reopening the economy. Everything is going back to normal. Okay. Uh, because in less than 24 hours, Victoria will essentially become an island. Cut off from the rest of the nation after New South Wales made the decision to shut its southern border for the first time in a century. I mean, let's be fair here. As a New South Welshman, we should have closed the border to Victoria fucking 200 fucking years ago. <laughs> and for nothing virus related. Just because it's Victoria. Fuck them. Crazy fucking southerners. Fucking Mexicans, fuck them. But uh, unfortunately, we're closing the border for the first time in a hundred years. A hundred years, huh? Wow. From today, no one from Melbourne will be allowed to enter New South Wales, with the whole city now considered a hotspot. Tomorrow, or from midnight tonight, that will extend to the entire state of Victoria, which has endured its darkest day since the pandemic began. Liz ah, fascist hippie, who I think is a South Australian, so he knows where I'm coming from. Everybody hates Victoria. <laughs> Everybody except Victorians hates Victoria. And I know um, a lot of people hate New... Queenslanders hate New South Welshmen, right? New South Welshmen hate Victorians and Queenslanders. South Australians hate Victorians. Western Australians hate everybody uh, except South Australia and the Northern Territory. Um, Queenslanders hate us, New South Wales. But Victoria hates everyone and everyone hates Victoria. They're special. They're a special case. They, they really are the black sheep of the family. Everybody hates Victorians and everybody and they hate everybody. Nobody else has that relationship. Like, even though Western Australia hates everybody else, probably except South Australia, nobody really hates Western Australia. We all love Western Australia, even if they hate us. But everybody hates Victoria. Daniels <laughs> leads off our team coverage from the border at Albury. And Liz, there are fears this decision may have come too late. Oh, foggy in the chat. Have you never had a Melbourne coffee? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I like I like Melbourne. I've been there a few times. I I, I always I, I know that I'm supposed to hate Melbourne, but every time I go there I have a great fucking time. I can't I, so I can't hate the place. You know what I mean? And I don't hate the people either. The people are pretty cool. But I like culturally we hate Victoria. <laughs> Well, that's right. There was the, the whole point of this border closure is to try to stop that outbreak in Melbourne from spreading to the rest of the country. And it you know what the outbreak they're talking about? I think it's like 80 cases, something like that. 
maybe 300. So we're closing the border for the first time in a century. Have a look at this story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, disregard the Q Research Notables account that tweeted it out. This was shared uh, with me by Amberlina, who asked, am I aware of this? Yes, I'm definitely aware of this. This is a massive story in this country. Um, and I've got a fair bit. Of, I don't want to overload you, though. So I, I try to pick and choose how much Aussie shit I do. But today it's like pretty Aussie full on. But I mean, the member berries were so fucking tasty. We couldn't stop eating them. We had to devour the member berries. All of the racism and the blackface and the apologies. Oh, it was fucking gorgeous. Salty member berry pie. But yes, I'm definitely aware of this story. Have a look at this. And again, like I'm just waiting for the next opportunity for people to say, it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. <laughs> Trust me, it'll happen there. It will happen there. Uh, if this doesn't give you like a, a, a cold chill down your spine, then I don't know what will. If this level of intrusion of government into your life doesn't give you a, a pause for a moment, if you're somebody who agrees with the lockdowns and, and the masks and all of that shit, fine, fair enough. But here's my question for you. How far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go? Let's assume you're not willing to go to the length of North Korea, for example, who will shoot anybody who has coronavirus. <laughs> Like maybe that's a bridge too far for you. But aside from that, how far are you willing to go? Have a look at this story from Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen. And before you say it'll never happen here, trust me, it will. First, though, Victoria has recorded its second worst day since the coronavirus pandemic began with 108 new cases. 108, wow. In an unprecedented measure, nine public housing towers have been locked down. Residents there now locked in their homes for at least five days. And my understanding is from a source in Melbourne, Spring Street, the government there, <clears throat> that they might be extending the lockdowns, not just to the hot, hot spot suburbs, but to the metro area of Melbourne as well. And that could come as early as tomorrow. It did. It did. An unprecedented and extraordinarily... Ex Look at this. Look at this. <clears throat> That, ladies and gentlemen, is a uh, an apartment building. That's an apartment building that the government has deemed problematic, which is now surrounded by dozens of police cars not letting anybody in or out of their own premises. Yeah. Happy fucking days, huh? Step outside your own apartment, get arrested and dragged out in front of your children. Step outside those doors of your own building, get arrested and thrown in prison. That's the equation. So if you're bitching about face masks and stuff, I get it. Trust me, it can get a hell of a lot worse very quickly. Very, very quickly. But that'll never happen here. We got rights. We got our constitution. You dumb foreign sons of bitches, you gave your guns away. I would say to that person, just check my track record. When it comes to it'll never happen here type statements, just check my track record over the last six months. 
Because time and time and time and time again, we've forecasted these kinds of events happening where you are, and they continue to happen despite your protestations. So just be ready. Be aware. Stop pretending like people give a fuck about the Constitution, the ones who rule over you, because they don't. They will do what they want. And the black pill is, when you when you take that fucking sweet black pill, the black pill is knowing that most of the people around you agree with what they're doing and don't agree with you. That's the real black pill. Knowing that you are an island in a sea of ignorance and a sea of fear. Oh, you put freedom first, do you? Wow, you must be a disgusting person. Trust me. A lot of people are waking up to this reality now. Extreme measure. This is, in many respects, the most challenging uh, issue that we have dealt with. Challenging. Notice he doesn't say problematic. You know why? Because he's a politician. With, throughout this entire global pandemic. Nine public housing towers in complete lockdown. Nobody allowed to leave. Nobody allowed to enter. Wow. It's a prison. The government of Victoria has effectively turned nine apartment buildings into literal prisons. Nobody can leave and nobody can come in. They are prisons in lockdown. Even in prison, you get conjugal visits. Even in prison, you get to have, like, occasionally, if you behave yourself, you get, like, leave. You get a day leave to go and do some, pick up some trash on the side of the road, right? You get to have visitors. Nope. They have turned nine apartment buildings into prisons for the people in there. Scary fucking thought, huh? Just like, just like that. Just like that. There will be no reason for any of those residents to leave their home. No reason. For a period of at least five days. Five days. immediately. Five of these public housing towers are in Flemington. Four are in North Melbourne. They contain a total of 1,345 units, approximately 3,000 people affected. And you know what the problem with this is? For me, it's like cigarette tax. You know why governments tax cigarettes? Genuine question. Do I'll give you a minute to answer. Why is it um, whenever the government's looking for a new tax, the first one they go to is cigarettes? And I'll, I'll give I'll give ten internets to the person who gets the right answer. I know the answer. You tell me the answer. Close foggy, that's like a half correct answer. To make money, okay, that's that's cheating, but uh, yes, okay. It's not so they can claim to be saving lives. Piss off the poor, they do that. <clears throat> the reason that they tax cigarettes is because Cigarette smokers are a marginalised, hated section of society and nobody who isn't a cigarette smoker will care. Right? Only cigarette smokers care about cigarette tax. And popular culture isn't friendly to cigarette smokers, right? 
Now, cigarette smoking, it's widely known, is is basically a working class leisure at this point. You're, it's 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 a tax on the working class. So, you know, the majority of working class people smoke cigarettes, but other, apart from that, most people do not. And so it represents a small part. So they know that they can tax the cigarette smokers and it will have zero net effect politically on them, right? Net zero. Because the cigarette smokers are such a small <clears throat> slither now of society and they're a cash cow that you can do whatever you want to them and it's not going to change the vote one way or another. If they decide to tax something like coffee, then it will have political repercussions, right? So politicians are always looking for ways to do something with the least amount of damage because that's the way they think. They are sociopaths by and large. Not all of them, but most of them. And the ones who aren't sociopaths will never be in power because the sociopaths will destroy them before they get a chance to be in power. In most cases, if you're a good guy trying to get into politics, you will be weeded out before you even get the chance to run for an election in what they call the pre-selection process. They will categorise you and realise that you're not a sociopath, you're not one of them. You know, you're not willing to take the blood oath, so they eradicate you before you get the chance to even stand, in most cases. Joy of Pessy with a diamond. Thank you for joining us. Joy of Pessy, dlive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. They're going to tax taxes eventually. Well, they're already taxing air, so I don't know what else we have left to give. <laughs> so they are sociopathic monsters in most cases. And they know that they go after the smokers. They're only going after like a slither of the population, which which goes left and right, by the way. So it's not like a, it's not like, Everybody on the left smokes, but nobody on the right does. And it's nobody on the right. You know what I mean? It's a pretty even keel. So they can attack the smokers. They can get their revenue. They can raise an issue and get the plaudits for like cutting ribbons and shit. Oh, we're brand, we're bringing in this brand new smoking tax because we're eradicating blah, 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 blah. And they just get the votes and the applause except for the people who smoke, but the people who smoke, fuck them, they're going to have to vote for one of us anyway, and it doesn't really make any difference to our bottom line either way, so fuck them. That's why they tax the smokers first, because of that dynamic. So, <clears throat> again, I would say to the people who are very pro-lockdown and stuff, look at, as, look at what is happening to these people in these nine housing uh, estates, in these nine apartment buildings in, in Melbourne. Have a look again. And then we'll explain. Consider what I just said about the smokers, right? Extreme measure. This is, in many respects, the most challenging uh, issue that we have dealt with throughout this entire global pandemic. Nine public housing towers. <clears throat> complete lockdown. Nobody allowed to leave. Nobody allowed to enter. There will be no reason for any of those residents to leave their home for a period of at least five days, effective immediately. Five of these public housing towers are in Flemington. Four are in North Melbourne. They contain a total of 1,345 units. Approx 1,345 units. Approximately 3,000 people. 3,000 people. In a city, I think Melbourne has around 4 million people. So if you're one of the 4 million and not one of the 3,000, 
and you hear a story, generally speaking, that one of the 3,000 people has like tried to escape their prison, which is it's now been created a prison. Your own apartment is literally now a prison patrolled by police officers. They will arrest you if you leave. Monica says that is China. How many times have we said on this show that we are replicating everything that China does? In China, they took the step of welding people in their own apartments. In Australia, we, we're so freedom-minded, we just have police patrolling instead who will arrest people who try to leave. That's that, We're so much more into freedom here than the Chinese. At least the Chinese know how to save on policing. If we just weld people in their apartments, then we don't have to pay all these guys fucking overtime to stand in the car park, I guess. Uh, but that's communism for you. <laughs> um <laughs> So if you're one of the 4 million in a city of, if you're one of the 4 million and there's 3,000 people being locked in their own apartments, literally locked in their own apartments with police patrolling the area, and one of them tries to get out, what are you going to say about the 3,000? You're not one of the 3,000. It's a tiny slither of society. Fuck them. They should do what they're told, right? Who gives a fuck? It's like taxing the smokers. You go after the smallest amount of people possible to make the biggest statement possible. That's another true truthism in politics. You do the smallest possible thing for the biggest possible effect. Constantly. This is why they'll talk about like a taxation of 0.5% on something that they say is building a hospital over 10 years, blah, 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 which is effectively nothing in the grand scheme of the economy. And they'll make fucking big song and dances about it. And they'll do press conferences and have fucking ceremonies. But for the actual big things, like, say, mass migration or, you know, some kind of huge cultural event, they pretend like it doesn't happen. Because the payoff isn't there. So it's much, it's, much prefer it's much more preferable to the politician to have, like, a small thing turn into a big thing and they can get all the pats on the back and the round of applause and the, and the media sucking their dicks instead of actually doing big things. Bug eaters with a diamond, all the people should just leave at the same time. But again, consider the dynamic here. You're talking about 3,000 people versus 4 million people. The, the city will come down on them. The population will turn on them because remember, most people in the population are not freedom-minded. Most people in the population would be sitting back with the freedom to leave their own apartment or leave their own house. Bug eaters, they can't stop them all. They'll get dobbed. People will call up the police. Here's one, here's one, here's one. The city will turn on them like Judas. And because they have the freedom to go out and go to work and do whatever they want to do. Oh, it's, those, it's just those people in that apartment there. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Because most people don't care about freedom. Most people, 70% of people at least, are on the side of fucking do what you're told. Except when it's them. When it's them, they'll change their mind. But by then, it will be too late. You know, I'm almost loath to bring up the great um, Yuri Bezmenov, but it's not until he gets a kick in his behind that he realized that it's not what he was told. You know what I mean? That's when they'll realise, oh shit, maybe I should have stood up. Maybe I should have stood up for that little guy. That's when the comedians in, in the comedy world will say, maybe I should have stood up for that guy who said offensive jokes because now I'm getting censored. Maybe then it'll be the people in the media who say, well, maybe I should have stood up for that alternative media guy when he was getting banned off the internet, but I didn't. 
It's human fucking nature. The, the rest of the people in this city, of 4 million people or thereabouts, will turn on the 3,000 people if they try to leave. And they'll say, you're putting us all at risk. You're making things worse. You're not letting us get back to normal. Just stay inside your fucking apartments and shut up. <laughs> because that's what people do. That's what people do. Another I told you so moment. Coles, Woolworths reinstate product purchase limits as coronavirus cases rise and lockdown looms. They're acting like lockdown will be the first lockdown again. Remember on this show, we don't mind saying I told you so. In fact, I say it as often as I possibly fucking can. <coughs> Coles and Woolworths are a duopoly here. Together, they own like over 90% of the supermarket market. Two companies. Two companies. Coles and Woolworths. Those are the only two. There, there aren't like there are little family-run sort of uh, supermarkets here and there. Uh, I try to avoid both of these, and I'll even pay a premium to go to somebody. I'll pay extra not to shop at these two behemoths, but they fucking own everything. They own supermarkets, petrol stations, hardware stores, liquor stores. They own the fucking lot. They own the retail sector. These two companies. They own it. So it's difficult to avoid shopping there, believe it or not. Coles and Woolworths are reintroducing product purchase limits at supermarkets impacted by Melbourne's impending lockdown. Metropolitan Melbourne and the Mitchell Shire will return to stage three restrictions for six weeks from midnight on Wednesday. Another six weeks, ladies and gentlemen, for the ladies and gentlemen of Melbourne. Well done. Two months ago, or maybe a month ago, we said on this show, you will be put back in lockdown again. All the signs were there. All you had to do was read the subtext to the reporting. All you had to do was read the kind of, listen to the reports that the corporate press was putting out. That Remember, the second wave is going to be worse than the first wave. Coming out of lockdown is more difficult than going into lockdown, et cetera, et cetera. From that, we deducted that there will be more lockdowns. So you better get used to the idea now. Stock up now. We even said on this show, stock up now because the supermarket shelves will be fucking empty again. Oh, no, Boogie. No, no, no. No, no, no. Trump said it's not going to happen. The fucking Scott Morrison, the prime minister, said it's not going to happen again. We're coming out of the lockdown. You don't understand. You're just a doomer. You're a fucking fear monger. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the reality right now. Empty shelves at Ipswich Central, a sight we haven't seen in weeks. I'm planning Melbourne for this. What a fucking surprise. What a surprise. I had no idea this was happening again. Everybody told me this would never happen again. What a surprise. Look at that. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, the government and the health experts were saying, you know, it's all about flattening the curve. And if we flatten the curve, if we just do what we're told, if we just follow the fucking rules, then none of this will ever happen again. We'll all live happily ever after. Yay! Fucking shit in your hat. You idiots. What did you think was going to happen? The first time that the toilet paper was taken off the shelves, people said that I was a fucking conspiracy theorist and a doomer and it'll never happen here. Then the toilet paper was taken off the shelves. And now that I've announced the second time 
a month ago that the, the toilet paper would be taken off the shelves. The first time I even literally said toilet paper. I don't know why, and I'm a nerd, and I retain these dumb facts, but for some reason, whenever there's a crisis, toilet paper is the first thing to go. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. But it is. That's just the way it rolls. So people fucking buy toilet paper when a crisis happens. I don't know why. I got a warehouse of food and TP. Fuck yeah. Well, then you're a smart person. So the first time it happened, I was a conspiracy theorist. I was an idiot. This is going to last two weeks and it's going to go away. Don't listen to him. He's a fucking moron. Then it happened. And then it was like, oh. And now I've said it a second time. Don't worry. It's coming again. Just read the subtext to the news. Just have a look at what's happening. Listen to the way they're describing it. They're going to yank your freedom away from you again. And now we're not only seeing it in the UK. We're not only seeing it in Australia. We're seeing it in places like fucking Florida and Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Please. And when I said it would happen a second time, I got people saying, no, 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 no. The government said it'll never happen again. It's never going to happen again. Stop being a fucking dude. It's like people are fucking goldfish. Why, what are you paying attention to in life? Do you just wander, wander around with your thumb up your ass, just swallowing whatever's given to you? Jesus Christ. You don't even deserve to wipe your ass. You should be forced to wipe your ass. You should be forced to scoot on your rug like a fucking dog with worms. That's the way you should wipe your ass from now on. You don't deserve toilet paper now. Because you're too fucking stupid to see what's happening in front of your own eyes. You should be forced to take a shit while you're having a shower. And only then. It'll never happen here. It'll never happen again. I, I don't know what to tell you. Empty shelves at Ipswich Central, a site we haven't seen in weeks. Oh. I've been in Melbourne for this. I no idea. Coles in Riverview, further signs of panic buying and signs warning of a one-pack limit for toilet paper once again. Yeah. It's not diarrhoea. I mean, it's, it's a flu. <laughs> it doesn't worry me. I never get got in on the whole thing in the first place. Some brands are selling out faster than others, and yet at the same shopping centre, Woolworths, Riverview, there was plenty to go around. Not for long. I think... They should have learnt from last time, but honestly, I didn't think last time would happen. In Brisbane, Tawong Coles also wasn't immune to a surge in demand. At Newmarket this afternoon, few rolls remained. Oh, it's just, it's stupid, but, you know, that's people. They were quite... <laughs> I think that guy's my spirit animal. Remained. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's stupid, but, you know, that's people. It's stupid, but, hey, that's people. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. People are stupid. Well done. What do you got to say for yourself, sweetheart? They were quite empty. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame because we shame. didn't get some. But yeah, what can you do, really? <laughs> <laughs> Shit in your hands and clap. That's what you can do. Coles couldn't say if there's a run on toilet paper in Queensland, but is urging customers only buy what you need. Nationwide product limits only apply to toilet paper and paper towel. But <laughs> nationwide. We now have nationwide product limits on toilet paper again. But if buying patterns change again for products like pasta and flour, mm. it's likely limits will too. Welcome to the new normal, ladies and gentlemen, where at any time, 
your elected officials can not only lock you in your own home, like, and now it's beyond, you know, oh, I'm just going to work, I'm just going to the store. Remember, the people who are being locked in their own home now are not allowed for any reason, quote, from the government. So they're not even allowed to go to the store. I, I did have a clip, actually. Where is this clip? Maybe I've still got it here saved up somewhere. Oh, I hope I do. I hope I have this clip somewhere. Please tell me I've found this clip wherever it is. No, that's an old one. No, that's not it. Oh, come on now. Where are you? No, 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 no. No, no. Get rid of that one. See, too many thumbnails fucks you up. Don't fall into the trap. See, I don't even know why that's playing. Uh, thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? We have over 30 rolls, clean asses all around. Well, that's that's good to know. That's nice to know. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Somebody will be knocking on your door trying to get toilet rolls at some point, I suspect. Um, Where is this story? I'm sure I have it here somewhere. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just tell you then. They interviewed a guy who was locked in his own apartment with three kids and a wife. And on the first night that he was locked in there, somebody dropped four sausage rolls, which is like a pastry treat at his door, because he's not allowed to leave. He's not allowed to go to the store. The second night that he was there, he got diapers and milk and stuff like that. So now, not only are people being forced into lockdown, but they are being forced into lockdown like to like lit to the literal definition of the word they are essentially prisoners and you can't even leave your apartment to go to the store to get supplies fucking hallelujah you know <laughs> been fucking trying to tell people for so long about this shit Why even fucking bother? Why even fucking bother at this point? People either don't care. The most, most, the majority of people either don't care or they'll fucking agree with it. And if at some stage one of these, one of the 3,000 people in a city of 4 million people decides, you know what, fuck this, I'm making a run for it. And he's crash tackled and he's like, man, I've got to get to the store. Like, I've just got to fucking get out of this apartment. This is fucking bullshit. Um, I'm a free person. I've committed no crime. Why are you locking me up in my own apartment building? Uh, the rest of the city will turn around and say, fuck him, throw him in jail. Even though he's done nothing wrong. And then you think, well, we better protest. We better protest. If we don't protest, nobody's going to know. And then you're like, oh, okay, we'll protest. But then you know what happens? Fucking retards turn up with shit like 5G causes coronavirus signs. And, <laughs> and then it, the whole protest gets fucking dismissed anyway. Instead of dealing with the base fundamentals, like, hey, people should not be imprisoned for breaking no law. Like, that should be the thing that you protest. But they won't protest that. No, no, no. That's too fucking easy, you see. That makes too much sense. What you got to do is get out there and protest fucking 5G and Satanists and fucking pedophiles. That way you'll get everybody's attention. Then you're really going to red pill the normies. How about you just tell the normies that the police are literally locking people up in their own homes under threat of imprisonment after breaking no fucking law? Why don't you just tell them that? Nah. Nah. 
What about the Satanists and the pedophiles and the hidden tunnels under fucking New York and the secret... Fa- <laughs> okay. Okay, let's do that instead and see how that works. Fucking idiots. Anyway, on that happy note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, for, at least I'm not in lockdown for now, but fuck the people who are. Let's arrest them. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me about your salty member berries, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Like I said, anybody who missed the first hour, go back and watch it, especially my American brothers and sisters. You will fucking love it. Trust me. I'm not saying that, you know, in jest. You'll enjoy it. (laughs) Thank you for the diamond. Coffee talk with Sandra. I protest not grabbing pussies. What if you breathe for your pussy? If you breathe for your pussy and I grab your pussy, does that mean I'm choking you? Or Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends. Uh, Mr. America to be the truth. UK Neil. Why censored, ladies and gentlemen? Winning TV on a Saturday night. Joy of Pessy on a Friday night and a Saturday night. The Big Empty now on a Saturday night at 10pm. The Sunday night shit show, Frozen Asian and Spent D. 10, 9.30, 10pm on a Sunday night. Uh, Royce Lopez with Daywave at 10am. The great JJ Stoner at midday. Revenge of the Sis at four o'clock. F in the chat. No Revenge of the Sis today. What the fuck am I going to do for a replay? Uh, and then myself, I'll be back at 6 p.m. tomorrow night with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. I'm not sure if Mersh is going to be on later. Uh, everybody's favorite lover of French women, but he may, he may not. I don't know. And yes, I did send that dono through last night. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. No, I'm not. No, I'm not getting a BMW. You know why? Because I'm not a fucking retard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny because <laughs> I'm the one who put in the chat. I'm the he responded to me. He probably doesn't remember because he gets so many names on the screen flying around. Like so, it, you probably don't. It's, it's too difficult to follow a chat that moves that fast. I get it, but I'm I put in the chat something like getting the beamer, huh? Question mark. Well, the Germans know how to make them, and he wrote, "No, no, I'm not getting the beamer. I'm not a fucking retard." <laughs> So I fucking remember. I stored that shit away. <laughs> then when the Bieber shows up in the driveway, guess who shows up with the dono? Hey! How about those Beavers, huh? <laughs> we love her. She's a great guy. Give him a follow. And he should be made fucking partner on DLive if you're listening. Cool fun trip, please. Uh, good guy. Good for the community. DLive.tv slash Nightwave Radio. Should be on later tonight. I don't know, though. See what happens. Uh, But that's it for me. I'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Allow me to open that fucking chest up. And like I said, please go back and watch the Member Berry replay if you get the chance, because you will enjoy it. Uh, Until then, until tomorrow, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.